welcome to the Voice of the Force podcast for the Book of Boba Fett. My name is Dan, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Ed. Hello, hello. How you doing, Ed? Decent. We're doing a late night recording. It's not normal yeah. that we do this. I mean, I was busting my ass to get out of work so I could do it, though. <laughs> yeah, for good out. reason. We finished, we finished up pretty early, so I was just like, all right, get home, get home, run. It was pretty <laughs> bad with the snowstorm, yeah? Um, Not as bad as you would have thought. It's good. Definitely not as bad as I thought. Yeah, yesterday um, was a little bit worse. Yeah, yesterday was, it wasn't colder, but a lot more was coming down. So you could really wet. tell by the lack of people around. Yeah. But mm. then today people were just like, nah, screw it. I need my stuff. You know, that wet snow was the worst thing to shovel. <laughs> it was, it was awful. How to tell a Canadian in <laughs> one minute or less. Yeah. <laughs> and Noma. Hello there. How you doing, Noma? I'm alive. <laughs> You are, and we're happy to have you. We can do Glad this, my friend. It. Sorry? <laughs> Glad to hear it. Oh, yeah. All right, before we get started, though, um, we just wanted to give a shout-out to the initiative that we're following with um, a gentleman named Dan, another Dan, and he has started something <laughs> last year that we were a part of that was called Star Wars Podcast Day, and it's an unofficial celebration of the Star Wars fan audio community. And it's just commemorating the uh, 23rd anniversary of a podcast uh, at the time, uh, which is called Jedi Talk. And it was the very first Star Wars related podcast, which premiered on February 7th, 1999. So, wow. uh, yeah, we're a part of that initiative. There's over, I think, 80 to 90 podcasts now um, that are part of it. So you'll see in the title that we have Star Wars Podcast Day in our title as well. And we'll have some more uh, links in the description as well of the podcast. So then you can... Find more information on that. I'm about to just date myself horribly, but 1999, that's what, like, I was about eight years before YouTube? That's the same year that, oh, that that's the same year that episode one came out. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just thinking, like, technology-wise mm-hmm. uh, from as Yeah, because like, 2006, 2007, around That's when there. it really took yeah, off 2007 was YouTube, yeah. That's prior to it being so owned by Google. I think that's prior to even Newgrounds, right? So, man, think Probably. of all those people jumping on their Netscape Navigator. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, God. And doing a podcast their... through that. Imagine the yeah, audio quality right. they had. <laughs> those, back back when Macs were those big... I'm really dating myself now. Back, back when Macs had all those, like, uh, the the big, thick computers with the colored... Oh, I uh, love those. Man, the, how computer yeah, like lab all those. We played, you ever played yeah, that yeah. Uh, cross-Canada trucking game? No. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah, oh, wait, like yeah, 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 yeah. And like you had to like pull over when it was like really bad outside, and like put your lights you put on. Put chains on your like, tires, which yeah. I had no idea what that meant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, all you need to know about that is Windows around that time. Chips Revenge or something like. Oh that, my man. God, Chips the Chips Revenge. Oh my God, like the the cyberscape, you, you like walking around. With the, yeah, <laughs> you had to get to connect the pipes in some of the levels. What the had Snow to, like, Yeti one where you'd like ski down the hill and that was the next one I was gonna bring up. Like, uh, did anybody ever beat that? Because you just kept going. I think until I did. Got you, right? Yeah, because that was part of that like the same like math circus games thing, right? That yeah. whole weird like. Well, I, I can feel stuff. us aging. No, man, this is nostalgia. At a speed of like a year per second that we <laughs> talk about this. Math Circus, I remember, but that was that had its own kind of deal going on. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, oh, man, Chips Revenge. I, I made it so far. Oh, that I love that game we, so fucking much. We got a different computer. I had to start all over again. I was like, nah, it's, it's, it's done it's now. Done. <laughs> we, have, we have nailed that coffin. And like the space pinball game on XP. God. when the internet was out man XP. that's what you had excuse you that was like two <laughs> that wasn't windows 98 that was xp wasn't it 
No, no Windows, it would have been Windows it 90, Windows 99, Windows, yeah, Windows Millennium was the, yeah, yeah Windows 2000 Millennium, mm. and then a couple more versions. I think one or two more versions. I think played. I played on XP because I had I had a 95 machine and then a 98 machine, mm-hmm. and then I just had my dad's old like computers from work, and then uh, yeah. I had a I upgraded Windows XP. No, X, XP was the first. Oh my god, I feel, I feel so old. XP was the first operating system I used for my laptop, so it couldn't oh, nice. have been okay back then. All right. As well, this episode is our 100th episode that we have uploaded, boys. It's been 100 yeah, episodes. I mean, yeah. Honestly, if you guys have been listening for that long, thank you, thank you. Yeah, seriously, yeah. it's been it's been a fun ride, and it's great that there are you know we've got some fans and some dedicated fans too who have been listening to us for a long time. And I mean, you know, I I don't want to speak for all of us, but we're just three. We're just three guys who wanted to talk Star Wars and have people hear us. And yeah, you know, yeah. I started my mom's basement. Now I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I honestly, I think that's true for me too. Like, but when we had start, when you like started, started, I don't think I'd moved out yet. I, rem- you know, I remember when we're recording and like your mom's like yelling downstairs and be like, "Hey," blah, 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 and you're like, "Hold on a second, <laughs> got to cut that out." Just hang on. <laughs> My too, my parents too. Yeah, that was no comment. <laughs> but yeah, 100 episodes, and it's funny because this is like the Star Wars podcast day, second anniversary of that, right? The celebration of that, mm-hmm. and it's also our 100th episode. So I feel like that's, I don't know, just like something that it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. it's really cool. So thank you for everybody who has listened, and thanks uh, for being like taking the ride with us at this, at this point too. You yeah, know? seriously, like, this I think is... we made a lot of progress in the last three years in terms of like our hosting skills <laughs> our interaction skills between like the hosts us and as oh, well guests yeah. that come on and the content that we have as well dude just listen to the first temple archives compared to oh, like, listen to episode right? zero humble beginnings yeah, that episode is rough don't listen to it <laughs> it's so bad keep we keep it for posterity so we know exactly what, we know where we came from this. this is yeah where we started it's and we where stay. we like what how it's going right it's how we can stay humble yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> But yeah, thank you again for everybody who listened, and here's to a hundred more. Oh, wow, wow! He's beside Hold you on your wall your... right there. Hold on to your helmets because we haven't even done the spoiler are... warning yet. But then again, no one can see the poster. I mean, the the title tells <laughs> the you title, everything. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So this is chapter five of the book of Boba Fett, and we have the return of the Mandalorian. And in this episode, we're gonna be talking about what happened. Uh, if we saw any Easter eggs, how many did we see? And we're going to name them off where they're from. And honestly, if we miss something that you've seen or a reference that you know about, feel free to contact us. There's many ways to do so. Uh, we're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. There's a whole bunch, but listen, nah, bleh, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, but Noma's got a whole list of stuff ready for you. And if you have any questions, reach to any of those channels and we'll be able to get back to you. That's right. So one of the easiest ways you can get in contact with us is our website, which is voiceoftheforce.com. We've also got an email, which is voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. Social media-wise, we're on Twitter and Instagram. The handle for both of those is at voiceforcepod. As I always like to say, retweeting and reposting our new episode tweets does help with growing our listener base and is very much appreciated. And you can listen, rate, review, follow, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all major podcast platforms. Reviewing us with five stars and a comment helps with visibility, and you can follow or subscribe for free for the latest episode as soon as it releases. Thank you, Noma, and thank you, Ed. Let's jump into the episode. Like I said a couple minutes ago, 
from here on out, we're going to be giving you our little spoiler warning. As always, we're going through the synopsis real quick. Just catch you up to speed. If you've forgotten anything, then we'll have our discussion. We're going through all of this, assuming you've watched the episode, so chock full of spoilers. If you haven't seen this episode, 100% stop listening. What are you doing? Go watch the episode, then come back and listen to our discussion. So with that being said, final spoiler warning. Something wrong, officer? You're not allowed to fly that fast next to a commercial ship. You're also operating without a beacon. I'm gonna need you to run one for us. Sorry, officer. I got a little carried away there. Transmitting now. Hmm. Your engine model doesn't match your power drive. We just built her. I was taking her up for a test flight. Haven't been able to update the registration just yet. We're gonna need to see your title tabs. Send us a ping. Yeah, sorry, officer, but my transmitter isn't hooked up yet. I'll head right back to Moss Eisley and get it sorted out. Relinquish your flight controls for remote control access. Uh, hold on a second there, Lieutenant. I think we can let him off with the warning this time. Thank you, officer. I'll have that taken care of. One thing before you go. Yes? Your voice is mighty familiar. Do you used to fly a Razor Crest? I think you have the wrong guy, officer. That ship showed up on a transponder log back in Navarro in an incident involving Imperial remnants. I'm just connecting some dots here. You mind answering a few questions? How did it jump? It didn't power up his hyperdrives. Didn't jump, kid. Those were sublight thrusters. There's no trace of them on our sensors. Are we reporting this? You want to go back to base? Fill out reports all day? And let's jump into the synopsis. Last time we were saying like and so a lot. This time it's let's. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to find the word of the episode. Exactly. Um... We're just going to have merchandise that's just like, like, so... All right, let's. let's and just like be one most... word on the fucking hat. You're one step away, and I can say this because it's my people. You're one step away from those Japanese shirts that just have garbage English on it. Oh yeah, like all their products that have like make this, any sense. The, the cosmetic English, yeah, pretzel, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love happy, salty life, great, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. Anyways, so that's not that's not Book of Boba Fett. This is. This episode starts differently from all the other ones. You know, every episode so far, we've started with a shot of Boba's Palace. This time, it's a, like, space butcher shop, space meat shop, basically, that's being staffed by purely Clatoonians. And we kind of see through to call the... it a chop shop. No, it's not. I, I, it's not, it's not technically a chop shop, but fun. it turns into one. Good I, God, let's, man. I... <laughs> Continue. Sorry, Noma. I apologize no, okay. for him. No, <laughs> apologize for nothing. And <laughs> um, yeah, terrible puns aside. Uh, yeah, we kind of see through the kind of opaque plastic awning a silhouette that should be familiar to everybody as Mando walks in. And he kind of walks through. Nobody seems to care that he's there. And he walks straight into the back room 
where there's a bunch of other Clatoonians kind of around a table, and it's very clear when he walks in that the meat shop's a front, very Sopranos-esque, uh, and he kind of enters and the, uh, has a little bit of a standoff with the Clutinians in the back room, and he's talking with the leader, and he says he's looking for uh, Kababais, and the it's the same thing that happened with the Pikes, where it's just like the leader playing dumb, where the leader's like, oh, how do you know Kababais is here? And he pulls out, a, and Mendel pulls out a tracking fob, and then he's like, oh, well, uh, you know, he's he left, but if he comes back, I'll tell him you're looking for him. And then Din just pulls out the, the bounty puck and puts it down, and it's the guy, obviously. I love how the, so, the, the transponder, too, is just like, beep, 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 beep. Like, yeah, the yeah, faster yeah, and louder right beeps. Him, right? Yeah, it's closer, yeah. Which I have a question about, but we'll talk about that later. Me, too. Okay, I think yeah. we have the same question, because I, I did, I was mad about it right away, and I was like, I gotta talk about this. But. Yeah, it's a very convenient piece of technology, right? considering okay. what it does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we have, we have the exact same thought. And yeah, so there's a little bit of a standoff, basically. Uh, we get a, a great homage to Mandalorian season one, because at one point, Kaba's like, oh, well, you look like you're, you're, you know, a bounty hunter. I think he calls him like a, a smart man or something like that. And he goes, oh, how much can I pay you to make this disappear? And Din just replies with, I can bring you in warm or I can bring you in cold. And Kaba and his men opt for cold because they all start trying to fight Mando. And he reveals, yeah, he reveals something very surprising that I wasn't expecting, at least. He's still carrying the Darksaber. And he uses it to just literally take apart the Clatoonians. Except we get a nice little moment that we'll definitely talk about later on, but I really appreciate it, which is that Din is not a proficient lightsaber user. Because no. as he's fighting all of the Clatoonians, he slices open it wall. He cauterizes his own leg he the, cuts the thigh, off his lights right? yeah yeah it slices right along the top of his thigh but he takes them all down he obliterates kava buys he like he slams them onto it he he stabs them he slams them onto a table he bisects them through the table classic mandalorian style when we cut someone in half you don't actually show the messy details but you make it very clear that you have cut a man in half heavily implied Oh yeah, they sh they show that blade go right through him like butter. Yeah. And then as he leaves the office, all the other Clatoonian butchers and stuff like that are they're all kind of, you know, crowded around and they're all armed with their knives and whatnot. And Din's very clearly limping now because he just cut himself badly. And he's got the Clatoonian's head Kaba buys his head in a burlap sack, basically. And he does something really smart that I, I was really impressed with, where he basically goes like, Look, I've got no beef with any of you. I was just here for your boss. All of his credits are still in that room. If you let me leave, I don't care what happens to them. And so they all, you know, it takes a little bit, but they all start rushing past him to get to the money, letting him leave. The line I that he uses is so perfect when he's just like, you know what? The credits are there. Take what you feel like you deserve. Yeah, and this that's is like right, That's, that's right. such a line where it's just like, you know, <laughs> he's probably not been paying you all that well. Go get mm -hmm. it. That yeah. was beautiful. Yeah, that's that's a good point. And uh, yeah, from there, I, I that kind of completely passed over me because the next shot we have, I was like, oh, cool. We'll get to see where Mando is. Mando's on Halo. <laughs> I loved it. I loved because it. I, I saw it too as a ring. Big ass yeah. Halo ring. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> we zoom out and Din's on a megastructure. And it is specifically a megastructure that resembles, maybe I've just played too much Stellaris. It resembles a ring world, basically. It's a giant... It is a ring world, technically. Yeah, it, it is a ring world. And so, well, it, from the way that they show it, it kind of looks like it might be half a ring world. Yeah. It's unclear whether it's a full ring or half. So mm. the, uh, I'm not going to go into a big 
pseudoscience lesson here. The basic theory of a ring world is that you have an, a giant ring that is so massive and gigantic and is all one big uh, artificial superstructure that is so giant and circular, it, it generates its own gravity as it spins. Yeah, which then explains how it's got a condensed atmosphere and all the stuff because we see him walking around and you can see the tops of the the top city of the ring and obviously you wouldn't jump and fall off. You there. also see the but panels it, that are reflecting solar light. Yeah, yeah. So like it's it's a the... very very cool setup and the amount of uh, CG and VFX that went into it. We'll talk about this later, but it was a it was stunning. So the next part, I'm just gonna kind of glance over. They make it seem like it's important, but it doesn't seem like it is. He basically takes the bounty head to his client, who is an uh, Ishitib. I can never remember their names. They kind of look halfway between like a stock-eyed alien and a triceratops. Um, and she tries to like schmooze him up by being like, oh, sit and eat with us. You know, the I need to show that that I'm important enough to get a Mandalorian to eat with us. And Din's like, I'm, look, I'm just going to leave if you don't give me the information <laughs> that I want. Like, fuck off. Give me yeah, yeah, he, he just... Yeah. <laughs> I am hurt. I am trying to play it cool. I'm not putting up with a second of this. And so yep. he basically goes to turn to leave. He's like, you know what? I don't care. Uh, it doesn't matter. I'll, I'll find the, the place I'm looking for myself. And so the Ishtib buckles and says, oh, it's it's down in, you know, whatever subsection. I can't remember what she says, unfortunately, but down near the bottom of the superstructure. So Din goes down there. It's a long journey. He does a lot of things that I'm going to talk about later on because they were very confusing for a man who's got a very badly injured leg. But he basically makes his way down to the literal bottom layer of the superstructure. It's just a drop to space. And we learn that he was trying to meet up with his uh, convent from the Mandalorian because he kind of arrives to see the armorer sitting at the edge of a, a bolt, uh, plank. Metal plank? Yeah, still a plank. And yeah basically oh and i also forgot to mention the way he finds the convent is the is really cool because he basically using like a special uh thermal vision and there are mythosaur skulls not not ichthyodon as i thought last episode but mythosaur skulls kind of dotted in certain areas that are pointing to the direction until he finds where it is so that was a really neat little detail but yeah, basically, we get a little bit of a, a catch-up talk with the armor and Din, and we learn Paz Vizsla is still alive. So, to kind of sum it all up, he thanks uh, Paz for the sacrifice. Oh, sorry, Din thanks Paz for the sacrifice that he and the rest of the Mandalorians made back in Season 1. Um, Paz basically heal, just heals him and makes it clear that he's doing it in like the painful manner. And we get a little bit more of a talk because... Mando hands over all the stuff that the armor didn't know he had so far. So he gets, uh, he gives her the spear and he gives her the dark saber. And when she gets the dark saber, she goes like, Oh, do you know the history of this? And he's like, I know it's a lightsaber and I know whoever wields it can command the Mandalorian. Tribe. I was waiting for like the scene from rebels to come up with the shadows on the walls. Yeah. Yeah. The, the yeah. Cool story. We basically do get that. We, we get yeah. a, a recap it's not as detailed as Rebels, but we get a recap of the history of the Darksaber Tar Vizsla and him creating it, him being a Mandalorian and a Jedi. And we get a little bit of extra detail that is something that we've been talking about a lot because it's been a detail that's been bugging us ever since it came up in Mandalorian Season 2, which is that the armorer claims that Bo-Katan, her reign was cursed because she didn't win the Darksaber in combat from Sabine. She was given it. And so therefore because it, it was not taken in this pseudo-Elder Wand, Harry Potter style. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. 
that's why her reign fell apart, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, it clearly just kind of shows that Bo-Katan didn't buy into all that superstitious stuff. But then, then again, that's why the children of the watch are, she calls them a cult, right? Because they had these beliefs, but yeah, from there we got a whole kind of, uh, back and forth and there's a lot of talks about their kind of beliefs and religious systems because the armor is not happy with the best car spear as well and din basically gives a turn he's like yeah you know it's it, it was really cool it's it's a best car weapon i've never really seen one it saved me it was a, it was it's really good it's a it's i've never seen best car crafted like in this form or the dark saber and she goes yeah it's not supposed to be crafted like this because the spear can pierce best car which is interesting. And she goes, we're not keeping this. We're not allowing a weapon that can pierce Beskar to just be in the galaxy. And so she says, I'll, I'll make something out of it. What do you want? Since it's your spear. And Mando goes, Oh, well, uh, make something for Grogu then. And the armor is like, he's not a foundling anymore. And Din's like, yeah, he is. (laughs) She's like, all right. Whatever. <laughs> All right, I'll make him a thing, but I'm not making him Mandalorian armor, basically. So we get the the whole smelting process again. It's pretty cool, and a little bit more catch up detail. Where basically, when the armor sees that Din's using the dark saber, because that's I guess well, we know it's different because it can't pierce Beskar. She goes, "Oh, I'll train you how to use it." So we get a little training montage of of him fighting the armor with it, and we get a little bit of new lore that we'll talk about later on, which is kind of interesting. Which is that. As Din fights with the Darksaber, it's literally getting, like, heavier and heavier for him to wield. And he's saying things like, oh, it's, like, fighting against me, and it feels like my arms are, you know, it's not responding to me, and blah, blah, blah. And the armor gives him a bunch of reasons why, of being like, oh, you know, you're 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 conflicted with yourself, or, you know, you're... you're it's, it's very Force-ish, surprisingly. So your emotions are unbalancing you. That's not the Jedi way, is it? Kind of like this kind of weird pseudo mirror. But basically, as they're training with it, Paz storms back in. He's like, that's mine! That's (laughs) my great, 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 great grandfather's, and I want it. And the armor's like, all right, then fight him for it. (laughs) (laughs) Best mother figure ever is like, fight him then. Yeah, Take your brother's spear. Take his sword. Fighting. And well, and she even kind of implies slash points just straight up points out. She's like, "Well, I mean, whoever wins it in combat gets it, so yeah. just fight." <laughs> I was as soon as it started happening, I'm like, "Yo, I'm watching the Last Kingdom right now, and they always do like the Vikings always make do." The square. Yeah, the Danes. Make the square. <laughs> yeah, make the square. I'm gonna kill you, and whoever wins is like the the victor, and like they get like yeah. they're yeah, the time. ones who like have the right to to whatever they said or whatever. Yeah, yeah, r- r- trial of combat. And yeah, stuff like that. And just every time it's like they're pissed. Trial. Let's yeah. bring the square. Let's go, guys. The, yeah, so so from that, basically, yeah, Paz and Din square off. And in a move that really confused me, they both put their jetpacks down before they fight. We'll talk about that later. I was like, I this seems really, like, a really dumb idea. Oh, I feel like it was, like, <laughs> them saying, like, this is a fight to death. So if you fall and you fall off the platform, you're gone. That's what I felt like it was. I guess it's just, yeah. It, it's, you know, something we'll talk about because it was very confusing for me. But basically... We get the fight. Paz is winning the entire first half of the fight, which in my anime-addled, warped mind meant that he was immediately going to lose because he was winning. <laughs> the beginning. Whoever wins in the beginning loses, right? Well, I mean, seriously. <laughs> oh, you're right. I didn't yeah. even think about it like that. You're so right. 
and then yeah you can see din's like swing and his 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 swing suck and it's clear the dark saber is too heavy for him and so he loses it at a certain point and then just to emphasize the point paz picks up the dark saber he's like oh my no oh my god and i like, can't lift it and then din turns into like crazy like crazy uh mando yoda dan you're not like gonna rogue. get this he, D -D turn, he turns in he turns into thancred <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> on yeah, Vesey 14 he starts doing all these crazy like spins and, and ninja flips or not ninja flips but like ninja spins and like yeah these crazy like uh acrobatic maneuvers and just just he stabs past like five times and then beats him basically he gets him on the, the leg the cuts him on the throat. thigh and everything yeah, yeah. it looked like he, he cut him in the and the abdomen at one point too or the what do you call the side the obliques um like the side muscle uh, the side bleh, sides of your stomachs basically your oblique mm. muscles um but yeah it ends with him uh din getting the knife to paz's throat and the armor is like well din wins suck it paz <laughs> and then we get a scene that i think a lot of people were waiting for where the armor goes like hey uh, kind of going over uh you know creed or um belief rights goes hey paz has anyone seen your face no have you ever removed your helmet for anybody no din have you ever has anyone ever seen your face and din's like Ugh! <laughs> just immediately freezes and i'm like uh well okay of course he's gonna be honorable he's gonna be noble he's gonna admit that he has and so he does he admits that that uh someone has seen his face and starts to kind of stammer out why he did it but the armor's like nope too bad you're not part of us anymore get out and din in like a last ditch effort it, it's the, one of the only times we ever heard him like really kind of starting to become emotional he says like I, i'm sorry is there anything i can do you know please how can i how can i write this and the armor pulls out this thing i mean it, it you know it's fine i don't have a problem with it but it's literally just like a uh and uh, it's like a main quest from any rpg he goes <laughs> ah the only way to cleanse oneself yeah. is to go into the depths of the caves mandalore. of mandalore yeah yeah the caves of mandalore and bathe in the rejuvenating waters to wash away your sins and din's like oh but the caves were destroyed during the night of a thousand tears and the armor's like yeah it sucks to be you i guess yeah. <laughs> it's like oh let we me were... regale you about the night of a thousand tears yeah yeah so uh something with that that i also kind of glossed over it's it's in their big exposition thing is we get a visual of the night of a thousand tears which okay. is so much more brutal than i thought it was going to be yeah we get confirmation yeah. of nuclear missiles basically well, or essentially it, it's, the it's same just thing a, it's a fallout on like it's it's almost a glassing of mandalore it, that's exactly what it was well glassing literally i i use the halo term yeah. literally turns the surface to glass um but yeah, we basically get a, a shot of just thousands and thousands of TIE bombers just carpet bombing Mandalore. And they hit one of the city centers and it just detonates in a huge explosion. And then we even get the, the one of the only, I think it is the first time we've ever seen a K2 droid with a blaster. A few of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's all, only K2s and Viper droids just combing through the ruins, just putting blaster bolts in the bodies and all this Mandalorian armor and all this stuff, and it's just like, yeah, the Night of a Thousand Tears was so much more brutal than we thought it was going to be. But Probably one yeah, of the worst they, things they've done, apart from Alderaan and Jeddah. And, I, and everything else, the yeah. Empire. No, but like, no, I'd say, like, there's, there's like... Um, like what's they, the, they what's take... the planet nobody cares about that Aiden's from? I can't remember. Starts with the sea? Vardos. Vardos? Okay. Yeah, yeah like, it, it's kind of like Vardos, but to a worse degree, because Vardos was technically saved, was it not? 
No, yeah, it wasn't well, saved. It wasn't? The, the whole, it, they, they saved people from it. Oh, but, but yeah, they didn't oh, save God. the planet itself. Mm. Yeah. It, it's the slightly better version of what happened in uh, Alphabet Squadron. Yeah, yeah. In the beginning, yeah. Um, but yeah, so with that as well, we also get another uh, prophecy that I don't know where the children of the creed pulled out because we're now learning anyway we'll talk about it later but it, it's it's a strange kind of timeline thing for them to pull this creed out of somewhere mm. but she the armor talks about the songs of the past prophesizing uh, i think it's something of the rise of the mythosaur uh to herald a new age of mandalore and uh how how some prophet will come to lead you know people to the the, the mandalorians to greatness and and all that kind of stuff so with all of this, sorry, that was all, like I said, that was all earlier. Now we're just at the point where she's saying like, oh yeah, go find the, the crystal springs and uh, bathe in those and become worthy again. So Mando leaves, heads off, gets on one of the passenger liners that we saw from last episode. And we get a, a kind of cute little scene. I think it's the only scene we've seen so far where Rodian's ever been cute. But there's this little Rodian kid who's like staring at the customs at droid. Oh yeah, the customs. Nah, that was just like a whatever thing. It was. It was a kind of fun. Oh, There's a funny scene. That was funny. Yeah, I thought it was kind of like okay, like the 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 actual scene where he's taking everything out was funny. But basically, yeah, he gets stopped as he's trying to get onto the ship, and the droid's like, "No weapons on board," and he's like, "I'm a Mandalorian." I love the line. He says, "I'm a Mandalorian. Weapons are a part of my culture." And the droid's like, "Cool, I don't care." He says religion. Yeah, he says religion. Whatever in the, in the box. Pulling out his Second Amendment right. But yeah, the droid's just like, like, no, 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 in the box. Yeah, and then he's like, at the end, he's like, I know everything in that box. If anything's missing, yeah, yeah. it's going to be your but, head. Yeah. But the, the so the things that I kind of like, I'd forgotten that he lost the rifle in season two. Yeah. But I was like, where's the rifle? But yeah, he pulls out the, his blaster pistol. He's got a holdout blaster pistol. He's got a knife. He knocks all the, the rounds out of his whistling bird. He uncoils a grappling hook that oh, I yeah. forgot that he had because he's only used it once so far uh, to, to duel Gideon in the air in season one. And all this other stuff takes, I think, like, there's a couple of other things that I've probably forgotten he puts out. And yeah, like Dan said, he, he says, I know everything that's in here. I better not see anything missing when I come back. So yeah, he gets on the liner as it takes off. There's a scene where there's, like, this Rodian kid just staring at him. Clearly like, oh my god, it's a Mandalorian. And Dan's just like, uh, hi. <laughs> it doesn't say anything. Just kind of like, yeah, okay, I acknowledge you. And then the, the parent's <laughs> like, oh, what are you doing? Stop staring at the, the bloodthirsty monster. <laughs> so... From there, the ship lands on Tatooine. He gets out. Little detail Sorry. that I liked. I'm just going to go a quick little detour. It, sure. Just thinking about that was like, kind of reminds me of us when we were going to Star Wars Celebration and we we're sitting beside a guy that was like, had the Mandalorian helmet as his carry on and we we're talking about it. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> the full the full metal Mandalorian outfit the guy had? Oh, yeah, but, but, but we actually talked with him. This would have been if we had just been staring yeah, at yeah, him, yeah, yeah, just yeah. like just unblinking. I could just, I, in my head, I was like, cool. I'm just, I'm just like, yo, <laughs> Noma was the guy who was just staring at him. We, we, we no, did talk I to talked. him. We did talk to him. We did talk to him. <laughs> yeah, anyways. But yeah, so he lands on Tatooine, gets out. All of, all of his stuff's still there, thankfully. A little detail like the droid that's at Tatooine is the exact same one. Uh, model that he was talking to when he left but it's in so much worse condition so he gets all of his stuff yeah it's it's like malfunctioning and the voice is a lot more tinny it's just and a nice little detail it's right? Tatooine right. Backwater. It's yeah, yeah. Itself, yeah it's just a nice little detail right tatooine's a backwater hole basically and so he gets all the stuff and we learned that i guess the second liner stopped at moss eisley and because he goes straight to the um well, we don't know at the moment, but he does go straight back to the hangar where 
I I had to look up her name because I don't remember her name. Pelimoto, who's the uh, hangar mm-hmm. owner, I think. Yeah, hangar mm-hmm. owner slash mechanic of that hangar that you know Mando keeps parking the razor kept parking the razor crest at past tense. And we get a cool scene with her where we get a well. I thought it was a fake out at first because we see a BD unit. And we'll talk about that if anybody doesn't know what the BD units are from. And I was like, oh, my God, are we going to see Cal? Oh, no, it's her. Okay. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's 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 Damn. a mean fake out. But sure. Yeah. Um, they're fighting over. They're fighting a womp rat, basically. And Din shows up to save the day as it's chewing on her leg. And so we get this. It, it, again, it's a very long scene with a lot of very cool things. But basically, Din shows up being like, I heard you found a replacement for the Razor Crest. I want to buy it. And, Pe- and Pelly's like, yeah, yeah, follow me. And she goes over to this, uh, you know, very small ship. Well, much smaller than the Razor Crest, with tarp draped over it. And Mando's like, this isn't what I, this isn't a Razor Crest. And she's like, yeah, I said it was a replacement for the Razor Crest. This is so much better. And then she starts to pull it off. I think we all freaked out because it's an N1 Starfighter. Then, and she goes over, she gives you a, a recap. Starfighter for those who don't know what it is. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And like, yeah, she gives a recap for anybody who isn't fully aware of their lore because they never really talk about it in episode one. You know, Naboo starfighters, they were, they were, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Requisitioned and ordered specifically by the Queen of Naboo. Every single part was uh, custom made, handcrafted. These are like the bougiest of the bougie starfighters that have ever existed in the last couple thousand years. Spinning, that's a neat trick. Yeah, right. Basically. And when you're we, we to spit out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> we we get this long back and forth basically where Mandel's like you they, like stop lying to me you're like a you greasy used car salesman you're not <laughs> this isn't what i asked for and probably's like look i can make this thing great if you help me work on it i promise you we will make something that will make the razor crest look like a piece of garbage and so a the next i don't know 10 15 minutes is all devoted to them rebuilding this starfighter and there's a lot of really interesting parts where that long it's pretty long. It's, it's long. a. It's a. Oh, it's, it's like five, six minutes. They but made yeah, it like, seem pretty long. So well, yeah. because there's there's it's split into chunks. Where that's it's, true. There are pieces are, between. Yeah. Well, no, I mean also story chunks because basically yeah. they are starting to rebuild the starfighter, and then there's another uh, chunk where we basically learn how Pelly's getting all the parts for this, which is she's talking to the Jawas and getting them to. Uh, in this weird she yeah, says so we many things where i'm just like why are you saying these things where she's like you know i dated a jawa once they're really furry and i was like yeah. i don't need to know that yeah, no I'll tell you why she was saying it later <laughs> okay um i i did have an idea of why but it was very very i was like why is this happening but basically she uh tells mando that she's got this deal with the jawas where they bring her the stuff that she wants and she lets them root through her garbage and they bring this um it literally looks like a hot rod car piece. That's this. Um, uh, I believe it's I, I a blower it, but... or a. Uh, it's like an air intake, essentially. It just it yeah, rams yeah. more it, air soup, into the engine. Souped up space engine, and it does make sense in space front. technically because there's no air in space, but it looks cool. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, who knows? Maybe it's only for an atmosphere, but it does, yeah. definitely doesn't function like that. And so Din has his own idea, and he goes, "Hey, can you get me a?" And I'll bring this up later because I I had to look it up because there was something bugging me about it. But he says, oh, can you bring me a cryogenic density combustion booster? (laughs) The Jawas are like, yeah, we can do it. And they run off. So we get another montage of putting all these parts together and getting it more complete and putting cannons on it and stuff like that. And then the Jawas bring the combustion booster over. And Din's like, where are you getting this stuff from? (laughs) And 
Uh, Pelly's like, you don't want to know the answer to that. And he's like, no, I really do. How are you just finding all the pieces of... It's like, you know, building a computer and you ask for a really specific part and someone just like... Some guy off the street just comes back two days later with it. And so she asks the Jawas in, in Jawese, Jawese, I don't know what the language they speak. And when they respond back, she goes, oh, they stripped it off a pike uh, transit train. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so... By the end of it, they put together this new custom retrofitted N1. It literally looks like someone took an Abu Starfighter, painted it chrome, and then just modded it out to look as badass as possible, as opposed to elegant and sleek. And we got a testing scene of it where a couple more little uh, Easter eggs were basically, you know, Mando's flying it around. He's like, man, this thing handles like it's it's butter. At first, he doesn't like the controls, and then he, he messes with a couple of things. He was like, this thing turns so smoothly, it like... It, it's hypersensitive to my tuning and controls. And Pelly goes, yeah, just take it through. If you keep flying this the, the way you're going right now, you'll go through Beggar's Canyon. Just take that through a little uh, take that through a little spin and, you know, see how it is. And we even see the Womp Rat there because it's all kind of going back to Luke saying, you know, I used to bullseye uh, Womp Rats in my T-16 while I was flying through Beggar's Canyon back in the first uh, episode. I was going to say the first episode, episode four. But, yeah, he does all this stuff does a lot of joy riding flies up to the passenger liner as it's leaving, which I guess it, it's, it's probably been weeks since he started working on it, but the same Rodian kids on the, on the shuttle. So I guess it was just like visiting family or something. And he waves to her and she's like freaking out. And the mom doesn't care at all. And then he literally buzzes, like flies right past the command bridge. keeps flying, does all this stuff. It's like, yeah, this is great. This is amazing. Nothing can of those X-wings. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Basically. <laughs> so right? good. And, Such and, good diving. Yeah, and two, two, uh, t70s pull up and uh new pilot that we haven't seen before yeah, whoop, whoop, whoo. yeah basically he's <laughs> like hey what are you doing and he's like oh it was, uh, uh Man mando bad as lying as always it's clear why he he didn't even try to lie to the armor he's like yeah uh uh, uh, uh i just we were i was just putting through its paces it's a new ship that i built He's like, okay, we need you to run a beacon. He's like, yeah, here's the beacon. All right, how about your transponder ID? I, uh, you know what? That's the one thing I forgot to install. I just <laughs> didn't put the license plates on my car before I took it for a test drive. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, basically, as he's spewing all this BS, the other X-Wing pilot chimes in, and it's Carson Tava again. And he basically is like, hey, uh, you used to fly a Razor Crest, and Mando's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, yeah, how do you uh, know? How, how, what do you think? It's like, no, I, oh, you must have me mistaken for another Mandalorian in all silver armor. Yeah, <laughs> who also paints his ship completely silver. And Carson's like, yeah, well, uh, there was some stuff that happened over Navarro with like an Imperial Remnant base. Would you mind if we ask you some questions? And Mando hits the Nope button, which is the super booster. Oh that my they god, it was like the NOS with... button. <laughs> yeah, literally, it's it's something out of Fast Fast and Furious, and it, the, the N one just ex just fires out of line of sight. Basically, the... picture it like it's a, it's almost like it's taking a jump to hyperspace. Yeah, but it's just, oh, yeah. it just it just went, and they were just yeah. Like, yeah. And and to even kind of drive your point home further, mm -hmm. the other pilot just goes like, "Oh God, did he just jump out of hyperspace? I didn't see any readings." And Carson's like, "No, that was sublight." Yeah, I, I don't even know. I don't even know. Nor do I care. <laughs> yeah, and so the rookie pilot's like, "So do we report this?" And he's like, "Do you do you want to fill up paperwork all day?" And the, the other pilot's <laughs> like, hey, "Hey, that's right." And they go, and it's just like, "All right, well, <laughs> I guess Mando's just immune to the law at this point." Not that I'm yeah, going right. to argue with it, but. <laughs> Yeah, basically, as we close the episode, he lands back in the hangar, and as he gets out, Pelly's there and being like, oh, there was some some lady who was looking for you, and Din's like, did 
did she say who she was? And Pele's like, I don't know. I just told her that I had to say when you showed up and then I locked her out of the hangar. And then it's like, Fennec's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> Freaks Pele out. The top. As didn't, yeah, and Fennec's just hanging out on one of the crates. And I love Pele gets angry and starts being like, what the, like, what the hell, droids? I thought I told you, you actually locked this place down. Why did she get in here? Just not even... You know, well, maybe she doesn't know, but just glossing over the fact that, of course, a master assassin is going to get through a locked door. But Fennec and, and uh, Din kind of talk for a little bit, and Din's like, oh, why are you here? And Fennec gets him up to speed. Very, very brief recap of what's been happening so far in Book of Boba Fett, and basically says, like, hey, are you doing anything? And Din's like, no, not anymore. <laughs> and Shen goes, well, do you want to work for us? We'll pay you well. And it's Boba Fett. You know him already. And Din goes like, well, I, I need to make a stop first. I need to, I need to visit a friend. And I was like, cool. Thank you for the cock tease. Right. As the episode comes to a close. And yeah, that basically sums up this episode of book of Boba Fett. I will say right off the top that my very general thoughts of this episode, where it was an amazing episode of Mandalorian. It was a terrible episode of book of Boba Fett. I would agree. I would agree. Like, yep. I mean, like, I'm glad we got it. Cause it was unfortunately one of the best episodes of the book of Boba Fett so far. Mm-hmm. With Which no Boba barely Fett. featured him whatsoever. He was not he's, in it. I don't think he's he not in it at all. Yeah. yeah. In three episode one of the Mandalorian, guys. Here we are. That's, and that's, that's, everyone's, that's everyone's been saying. Season yeah. three, episode one. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I'm. That's that's my big thing. Is I for most of this episode, I don't understand why this couldn't have been Mandalorian season three's premiere. This would have been an awesome premiere. Because yeah. I feel like you could have done like parallel storytelling with this in terms of like show mm. the Boba Fett side of what's going on in the background and like bringing people in and then like Mandalorian just pops up in this season and then it's like a little bit farther forward but when we hit season three of Mandalorian we kind of step back a bit and see what happened I feel like that could yeah. have been done but I, you can maybe they did it because they have to tell a certain story point now and then I, they have to do something season three I don't know we don't know yet. I really want to see what it like the only thing I can think of is explaining Din using the the N1 in the season finale or next episode, right? Sure, yeah, um, yeah. You don't want to reveal yeah. that after the fact or like prior. Right? But, yeah. even, but even that part in the beginning, as much as I love all this new Darksaber lore and learning more about the the children of the Watch, mm. we didn't need that this episode. The Darksaber is not important to Boba Fett, right? He doesn't care at all about this. It's something that... <sighs> I feel like you could have saved for Mandalorian season three and just had a part where Shan's trying to track down Boba Fett yeah. for Boba Fett. Sorry. Where Shan's trying to track down Din for mm-hmm. a minute. Yeah. And it turns out he's doing something and then he'll come to Tatooine. Right. Or it just turns out like, I don't know where he is. Hey, he just came from so-and-so to so-and-so. And then we get, you know, we see the, the name of the, of the mega structure and all that stuff. Cause mm-hmm. it's just, you know, something we've been harping on about every, basically every episode where it's like Book of Boba Fett is not a bad show, but there is at least 70% less exposition than we require to connect with it on the same level that we connect with Mandalorian. Because it, Yeah, it shows you like when we watch this episode and we're like, damn, this is a fucking great episode. Hmm. But it's because Din's in it and we already know a lot about Din and we know what he's going through. And we are mm. immediately like, oh, Din's in this? What's happening? And like we're we're pulled in immediately. Yeah. We don't get that with mm. the like the book of Boba Fett with Boba Fett. Because but you're yet. just waiting yet. for answers at that point. Yeah. But even with with like lore building aspects of Mandalorian and Boba Fett that we're not getting similar treatment with, 
you know, by the end of episode one, and obviously it's an important plot point, but by the end of episode one, season one, we understand why Baskar is important, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We And because it's central to Din's character is why is Beskar important? Here's all the reasons why. We still don't have an understanding of what Boba's logistics are, how much he actually has, how much control, how screwed or not screwed is he to run as quotes daimyo but as a crime lord to mm -hmm. run the entire planet not and just mos espa as right? unfortunate as i like to say it is i'm pretty sure what we see is what we got with like boba I, unfortunately like, honest, I, I just and, have a feeling yeah, like we don't have any, they don't have much time to yeah. go into that now yeah exactly they have and two yeah, episodes right left. yeah what why it would make zero if it would make zero sense for them to give us exposition now when they should have been giving us this exposition at, at episode one and two. I get you. Mm -hmm. And the only reason I'm judging it this harshly of just being like, we is because a it's Boba Fett and we kind of need to know this stuff mm -hmm. to really feel like we understand what he's doing right now. And B because it's the same crew that made Mandalorian. So yeah. it's just weird to me that these details drop, but then we get these huge exposition things this episode for, a show that, as much as I love Mandalorian, it's not relevant to Book of Boba Fett right now. Right. And we desperately need that. So it's just, it's, again, I love all the lore that we're getting so far, even if some of it's a little bit strange. Yeah. But it feels like such a punch to the gut that we're just getting more exposition like for Dinn. a vehicle Din. for the Mandalorian rather than yeah. being something yeah. for Boba Fett. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's just like, Honestly, hey, he's taking over your show. Yeah, like the next two episodes got to be like two hours each if you yeah. want to get yeah. as many answers as we need. I'm hoping at least the finale is at least, you know, like an hour and a half. Yeah, that'd be nice. Well, because because let's break it down even further. And I, I'm also going over this first so that we can get to the good stuff. I just want to get, yeah. get, get, get this out of the way and then we can just look at the yeah. show as, yeah, exactly. as it is. Then we yeah. can praise praise the great stuff. Why is Sanctuary important? Why is Garza Whip important? I yeah. Like yeah, I like the idea of sanctuary, and I like the idea of I, I like everything Garza has done so far. But I don't understand money laundering. That's the it, only thing I can no, think I of. Say, is it like the biggest cash fund that they I have? Must be like right? yeah, it's like it's like the casino. Everybody it's always the, it's it's a bar, casino, and yeah. just a general lounge place. So like People that's go, your go to spend their money. place, right? Yeah, because there's but it's, I mean you're Tatooine. Where else are you gonna fuck? Exactly. Know? I was gonna say yeah. Where else are you gonna yeah. like spend your money, right? But that's the thing. We haven't like granted we've been shown these things, but. But we never had a description of what sanctuary is. We, the we, only we, reason we know shown it, but we don't get a description of it. Exactly. Specifically. The mayor is just like, you should go there. Okay, yeah, why? Go to sanctuary. Tell me why you have the opportunity. No, yeah. just go there. You'll find out. I feel like but, it's. Sorry, you know, go ahead. I'll talk. Oh, okay, yeah, because I was gonna say, because you can say, yeah, we're shown it, but we've been given the explanation of the dark saber like three times now. Yeah. And granted, not all from the same show, mm -hmm. but still, you know. There's enough stuff there that people can understand it, but then we get another description of the dark saber. But I still don't it's really understand. Mainstream audience, right? That was anyway. Sure, but maybe that I, I don't buy it. But continue, Noma. Yeah, well, because I was gonna say right, like Cat Bane didn't get a, a blow by blow breakdown when he was shown in Bad Batch, right? Right. Like that was just a. But that's the same audience, right? You're going from Clone Wars, Clone Wars season seven, and then Bad Batch. Like that's the kind of the same audience you're gonna hit. Whereas sure, most sure. people haven't seen like the animated series, but they've seen a lot of the live action stuff. So this is bringing in a new audience. That's the only reason I'm thinking that. Like that's a Black Chrysanthemum thing too, right? But Comic then, people aren't the, always the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for Black Chrysanthemum, that definitely makes sense. But then at the same time, we've seen the dark the dark saber in season one, and obviously that was just oh, with yeah. the fan. And then in two, we're given a, a good enough blow by blow that we understand. 
what the dark saber is and it's still that same thing we could have not had this description of this episode and gotten in mando season three would have worked fine oh yeah it wouldn't sure. have distracted me as much right mm-hmm. but you know i don't know i don't know why sanctuary is important i don't know who garza Fwip is why she's important or anything about her except that she's a hot orange twilight like that's it. Okay, we I don't differently on that one. An entrepreneur, <laughs> an entrepreneur who is a very successful business owner. Do we know that? Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, look you, at she. Look at what she's wearing in terms of like jewelry and stuff, sure, as well as who her clientele is. But you said entrepreneur. Here's, exactly. Did she inherit the exposition it? Did she build herself? True, she true. win it in a card game. True. All right. Well, she and sorry, it all by Bib Fortuna. Like, was yeah. yeah give give us some information on? on these new characters yeah. that you're introducing us to. I, I agree. I agree. Name someone in the mods. Anyone. They Just always give call me a them name. the mods. Yeah. Any I'm getting real tired of that name too. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just, I just need to. I know the names of two people on Boba's crew: eighty-eight and Fennec Shand. And I didn't get one of those names from Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. I don't know the Gamorrean's name. I don't care that I don't know the Gamorrean's name. Nobody cares about the Gamorrean's name. It's sad. Yeah, but I don't know any Blurg's name, right? Maybe Black Chrysanthemum, but we weren't shown whether or not he's joining up with him yet. It's just, there's so much of a void of information. Infra- yeah, exactly. But to just catch, I'm still so confused, and we're two episodes away from the from the finale. Yeah. yeah. I don't understand how he's supposed to fight the entire Pike Syndicate yep. with like a dozen probably less than a dozen people overall right it's it's really unnerving right now that yeah. we're getting so close and none of this stuff has been established yet this is exactly. why i say like we need like a good like four hours between the next two episodes yeah. to yeah. really and, get information and something i was and thinking scale at this yeah point. and something i was thinking about that as well is it's like okay so obviously it's not the same power levels but one jedi and two smugglers couldn't take on you know obviously different power levels an entire pike compound right but is that but you're literally the pike syndicate's coming in to set up are you telling me they're not going to have the same number of people yeah fighting no force users a master bounty hunter and a master assassin that is two people and a bunch of teenagers and two gamorians we got this this. we also have a slave one we do have a slave one sure just drop a seismic charge in there and call it a day I mean, it solves most problems, except for... If they're setting like, up Obi-Wan. in the fucking city and you want him to drop us... <laughs> exactly, just scorch her. Evacuate the city, but evacuate the city. Earth. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that kind of uh, wraps up my, my main problem. And I think, you know, it's something that we all share. Just, I'm the most annoyed about it. It, just, it took me it's off just... guard because I was not expecting Mando to be in this as much yeah. as he is. But I feel like we would feel very different if this series was called, like the underground of like star wars or like the this like you know what i mean like star wars underground or whatever and it was like general underground stuff where you could be like here's boba fett stuff here's mando stuff here's fennec shan stuff and like playing through the the garden of those three characters the mandalorians yeah yeah essentially (laughs) no it's just underworld visions at this point um Mm, that's true the transponders for bounties Mm. i don't understand how they lock onto somebody like that Mm -hmm. Especially if you, like, okay, let's say you you have in coordinate, like, X this, Y this, Z this. All right, but they could move. And then mm. you just end, end up in an empty spot. What, do you take their blood sample or something and load it into the thing so you can confirm it's them? Like, yeah, it, exactly. It doesn't make sense to me how it works. And then he pulls out and it's just beeping right there. It's like, so what, is it coded to yeah. him? If you've never, if you have, if somebody brings the bounty to you, 
and they don't know you, maybe they just punch them or something like, where are you getting this information yeah. exactly where they're from mm. that's, that's just why it's very weird tracking advice that's some bullshit um, yeah it's it's yeah. exactly I don't buy it's into too... it because there's if we ever needed explanation on something this is something i'd be okay with if it was mm. in a book explaining it because i feel like it needs a whole book or the science behind it like a bounty hunter book it yeah. really makes sense yeah Cause, well, because that was a big are thing. Fine because it yeah. just shows you the image. So, if anything, oh, I'd yeah. be like, you you go around being like, you know, this is the planet he's supposed to be on, mm-hmm. and maybe the transponder will bring you to another to a receiver on the planet. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then yeah. it'll be like, have you seen location. this guy? Yeah. yeah. Have you seen this guy? Have you seen this guy? But you'd have to be yeah. doing the footwork a lot, not just like magic device. Tell me where he is. Okay, like that's what's happening, mm-hmm. and it's really weird. And I and. It's it bothers me. It's not something that'll take me take everything away from, but it's just like no, anybody could be a bounty hunter at this point if they had one of these things. I didn't think about it too much. I was just like, okay, like I just thought it was a funny joke in this moment, but yeah, it's a weird logistic. It's been bothering me for a while, and this is where Mm. I actually like this confirmed it for me, especially when it's like, how do you? That was the perfect thing. It's just like, oh yeah, well if we see him, we'll let you know. How do you know he's here? Mm. It's like, why not just show the image at that point? Because yeah. see, pulling that out, it's gonna be like, okay, but what about this tells you that this is the guy? Yeah, and because it, it also, I had an assumption about how they worked, and it was kind of, it kind of fell apart this episode. I mean, you know, in episode one, we see him kind of go to that bar, but maybe he knew that the, I don't know, the blue guy, the blue fish guy, I can't remember his name, was hiding mm-hmm. there. I assumed it tracked locations, kind of like what you were saying, because I assumed that when he was following Grogu's one in episode one, he was tracking the pod he was in not yeah growing. like the actual electronic right. thing right yeah, yeah. like okay this th- you can code that in because it's a specific piece of equipment yeah and it's, it's just a dude yeah. yeah so the fact that you can now track literally just hold a thing Anything. and walk up until it goes off yeah how was bounty hunting it just it cuts out so much difficulty from bounty yeah. hunting mm-hmm. the whole it, hunting kind part. of bullshit yeah, yeah exactly it's it's a little bit too if it had worked too convenient but yeah, because the other thing I, I would have, um, I, I kind of thought maybe it just works like that. And that's why I was able to also kind of ignore it was maybe it works like a scouter from Dragon Ball Z, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, I can, sense, I can sense energy. He's somewhere in that direction. Yeah. And then if I actually see him, I that can do like lock onto him kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But just being able to be like, beep, 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 beep. Oh, there he is. Like just Man. walk all the way up. That's it's, it's kind of so, like using like, a metal detector in a, in a galaxy. And that's but how do you hide from the bounty hunters then? Exactly, there'd be no way. And yeah. you, you, you have to pay them if, off every time. There's no exactly. throwing the sense. There's no nothing like that. But I feel like there's you can no know the direction. Entry. But then, like, if you jump through hyperspace and you've gone too far, you got to jump back. You get, like you have to triangulate. Yeah, you have right? to. But then here's the other thing: if that's the case and this technology exists, why don't militaries have it? Yeah, you you when, never miss out on your target. Where's Luke Skywalker? Beep 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 yeah. beep, 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 beep beep Like just exactly. stuff like that, right? It's it's just it's interesting. It's a little bit too powerful. Yeah. And like like you know, me and Ed have been saying, in Mandalorian, there were little ways you could kind of push it aside just sure. because of how, the circumstances. But in this episode, it's just like no, clearly, it's just you just go where the beeping is, and yeah. then yeah. So that was very weird. I, I'm not a huge fan of it, but. Yeah, no, I get you guys. I you can know. see why it's a little bit off-putting, for sure. And, I mean, who knows? Because something else that we were talking about before is, you know, this episode we finally got the at least justification as to why the Darksaber works like this. Yeah. And the whole why Sabine's handing it off wasn't technically considered the right way, right? Mm-hmm. After everything we've been told. 
and Rebels versus season two, all this kind of stuff. Makes me also question how Sabine didn't know this. She grew up Mandalorian. Yeah. But maybe yeah. it's I mean yeah. she still was pretty young in Rebels and she had to leave. So she might not have gotten maybe a full she education. didn't receive all of her like historical learning at that yeah, point. Yeah, maybe and her parents her were part of Death Watch, right? Through. They were part of a different but, clan. But you would have thought that, you know, kind of that point kind of mm -hmm. having branched off from death watch her mom would have told her at some point yeah, hey yeah. just tell Bo to fight you for it and yeah. just lose yeah <laughs> just don't but, just give it to her uh something that was interesting at the same time i failed to understand how the empire didn't realize concord dawn also had a bunch of Mandalorians yeah. on it because they or, go to Mandalore, the moon is yeah, right yeah. there, and it's like, No, nah, we'll just get this one, it's good enough. Yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. What about Mandalore's there? on Mandalore? That yeah. one's Concord Dawn. There aren't no Concord Donians, yeah. we don't gotta yeah. worry. So, I'm just like, That's very convenient that they spared Death Watch. I yeah. figure if they bombed Concord, because the only people that were on there were Death like, Watch, yeah, cool. right? Sweet, thanks. Yeah, so that was that was and even dumb. like if it if yeah, and uh, on like it's something where it's okay, that's fine, you know, I, I accept that, mm. whatever. Um. But it's if it had been Duxin, like uh, for yeah. those who don't know, that's a Mandal uh, moon that the of Mandalorians Onderon. are on. Mm. Yeah, of Onderon. Concord Dawn is Mandalore's moon. <laughs> so yeah, it's like it's right there. Not even that far apart. Yeah. yeah that so was, yeah, it's it's very weird. It's another very convenient thing because then it goes to tell you it's like, see, see, we're even more justified by being the mm. true Mandalorians because they didn't bomb us, they didn't know. I, and then it's like, I love how nitpicky yeah. you guys are, but I get it. Like, no, I, but I, like I, I get it. Time, but, I but do they're... consider them the true ones in a certain sense, the more historical ones. They're the Absolutely. ones who are like the true warrior Mandalorians. There, there is a religion. Also, yeah. At that yeah. point. There is also a small thing that I, I saw people talking about, uh, and then one of my friends actually pointed out to me too, which is that because she kind of mentions Maul indirect, like kind in this episode too. I didn't get like, that. Yeah, well, well, just being of like, oh, you have to win it through combat. The last guy who won it wasn't even technically a Mandalorian, but he's oh, still yeah, a leader. Yeah. That. yeah, but that makes um, sense. And because I immediately thought of Maul at that point, yeah, too. like, mm -hmm. yeah, he fought pre and kind of killed yeah, him. So. Cause, yeah, because she's like, look, even people who, who aren't technically part of us can still become it. And then someone pointed out to me, she's got a bunch of horns on her helmet. Yeah. So maybe half of the reason she hates Bo-Katan so much is because she's actually she was actually part of Maul's Death Watch. It could have been like very close to close enough that she hasn't removed them yet, right? Yeah. But then it also brings up some. I mean, here's my main thing about the prophecy. How old is she? she at that point then? Right. And why didn't she thing. know about it from then? I thought the children of the watch when she had talked about it was like something like was a cult that had sprung up before like high republic era mm -hmm, at yeah. least right something that had been around for a long time now mm -hmm. we're learning it's only been around for 20 since, -ish since years. death watch kind of disbanded from concord dawn yeah after the so, night of a thousand tears so maybe 30 years at a yeah. stretch right but then at the same time she never said it was a children of the watch prophecy so that i'm okay with that maybe I mean, it's maybe a, an ancient ancient Mandalorian prophecy. Like you could, you could. Maybe she doesn't have the ties because maybe it was her mother or whatever that was mm. it and handed down the armor because That's she's true. especially yeah. a, they were a special armor or sect, so she gets this armor afterwards. Mm. I don't know. It's like it, yeah, there, there's there, and that's why this one doesn't bug me as much. Yeah. There are ways, and it's interesting to think about these kind of connections. But it's interesting. Mm -hmm. I like the world that they were on. The the, the ring, ring world. world. Yeah. yeah. Glavis? That's the name of it, by the way. It was in the credits. Oh, I didn't apparently. know that. So just a quick thing about that. I found it hilarious. Like after he's done all this and he has to get into the elevator, 
Yeah, with the like, fucking noble. The dude who's yeah. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just looking at him, and then he dude. looks over, and then he looks away. Yeah, yeah. Immediately looks away, like, no, I didn't see anything. I, yeah. I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything. He's, he's standing there with the head in the bag. In the bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. What do you do in that situation? Exactly what this guy did. Not a damn thing. Don't did ask. You... Don't talk. Hmm? Did you recognize what species that alien was? No, I it is very. Idea. Yeah, I, I, it think? looked like something from episode one from the Senate. I can't, yeah, I can't remember what, it, what was, species it was, though. I was thinking of one of the Separatist leaders from episode two. You see her for like a second. Yeah. And she's definitely not named anything dicey or slightly racist at all. But uh, the Separatist commander, Shumai. Oh, uh, which is a Chinese dumpling. <laughs> but she's got that same kind of um, kind of look where it's no real nostrils or features that you can Someone's see like, aside from eyes and a mouth. Like a okay. duck bill without a duck bill. Yeah. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, if, if the duck bill was part of the face, almost like almost like Jar Jar, but not as long and not as like okay. quirky looking. Yeah, um, except the only other difference was I think she she's got blue skin and this guy had brown. I think. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, also, with that world too, while Din's traveling to the to the compound, again, it's the same problem I had with Boba, and I think they just forget that they walk around with freaking jetpacks. Yes. Oh no! Yes, I was gonna I was I, gonna mention this too. Dude, the only thing I can say is fuel. That's the hurt. only reason. Yeah. So fly, yeah, you can fly. <laughs> exactly. He's got a wounded leg, and he limps his entire yeah. way to the compound when it's he's like, got a jetpack on. I wish you would have just tried it and been like, shit, out of fuel. I got to yeah. do this the hard way. Exactly. Fine. Fine. Then I understand why you're walking, but I'm sitting here just mm. like, you're a dumbass. You deserve <laughs> all this pain right now. I actually now did. I walking. forgot he had the jetpack until he takes it off. <laughs> in the no, fight. Was, like, yeah, it was bugging me a lot. If but... he could even, if, and like, you know, the pain was messing with his head so much that all he could think was just get there and forget all about his mm. gear. I'd understand that too, because it's supposed to be a second skin, right? Yeah, like yeah. You really shouldn't mm. think about wearing it. So it's like... You also shouldn't forget that you can fly then because it's yeah. part of you. So and and even just get throwaway line, five second little dialogue banter. He collapses behind the armor and she just goes, "You could have flown here." Yeah. I didn't think about that. And, and also, like, well, That's it. the other thing too is like he has to be in the alleyways looking for those symbols, right? That's another sure, thing. You can't you can't like hop. You could, but like that would least. that would that would bring attention to where he's going, and be, they'd be like, what the, "Where the fuck tunnels? is he going?" But like <laughs> that's the thing is, like you see somebody like jetpacking yeah, yeah. around randomly in a in a like yeah. construction like, area. Like I feel like yeah, I mean, okay, it kind of reveals the covert a little can, bit. I'm gonna back up Noma on this. If if that's the case, he's like, you know what? And he gets there and he collapses. You should be like, "Oh, thank you for not flying here to keep this yeah. under cover or whatever." Done. You could, but I mean, then like, you explain it away again. You could, but at the same time, like. Sorry, you but can explain it. You can explain it away either yeah. way, right? Like you can explain it without just being implied just, just or not. Putting it in there to just but, solidify things. But here's sure. the thing: if they had put it in there, this conversation wouldn't be happening right now. Yeah, but then there'd you be know? something else, though. There's always like small things here or there. Sure, Maybe. but you try and make it as as tight as possible, right? Like we had exactly. this is the same argument no, we I had know. with the, the speeder chase. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like again, five second thing that makes jet sense. Out of fuel. He, he that makes sense though. He actually just like flew over afterwards, but it's like you could have done that. From the beginning and just at shot any up. time yeah but just some something where it's just like it doesn't work in the beginning and he turns yeah. to go morning and goes just get just grab a fuel cell from somewhere just yeah. anything right yeah a little bit of dialogue tighten it all up and so i love i love the fact that she was so adamant about the spear not being a thing yeah, and yeah. I, one hand i was that just was like you know what you're totally right the second hand you're probably just pissed because you didn't make it didn't you <laughs> <laughs> well she said and i don't know if you noticed this but like all of her tools are all made of beskar too i didn't realize yeah. that until this yeah. episode 
All and, her tools are which, solid Beskar. Which is funny because like she's holding it in that same thing that's supposed to melt it down. It's like, so what kind mm. of reinforcing did you do to this? Yeah. So not immediately going to be like, shit, I just broke my tools. Tempered in, it, like, the special, in the special spin. And we also know she can kill people with them. You don't get the Beskar sundering weapons. Only I get them. Yeah. Right? But uh, yeah, it's one of those things but, where it was like, I, I, I understand. I yeah. do love the line. She was just like, you know what? No, Beskar is meant for armor, not for weapons. We use yeah. this for defense. And it's just like, yeah. Okay, cool. I get that. I, I don't mind that at all. Yeah. I love the fact also we can actually like there's never been a good depiction of a vibro blade or knife mm-hmm. or anything in mm-hmm. any media whatsoever until now you can actually see why it's vibro because he yeah. whips the paz whips the thing out and it goes like and it's just like oh we've seen that yeah. in the Mandalorian. So if as you well. stab can you imagine you stab yeah. somebody with that, it's just gonna go like all yeah. up in your insides, right? Like that's yeah, not you, gonna it, be a fun thing to have. It always reminds me of if you ever seen uh, the turkey cutters that people use, right? Oh, the electric Jesus turkey carvers. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's basically that, right? It like, is. granted, that one's two blades, but it, it looks as, and so I immediately think danger, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just it's such a great little visual indicator. And the way they fight with it was freaking awesome. How about the best oh, car yeah. armor that Grogu might be getting? Because we see little rings get uh, tossed on the table. And I'm like, yeah, that's got to be something like chain mail or some like quaff or something. Like it's got to be something that he's going to be putting on. The Mm. way she balled it up and had it in like the head of Grogu form. I was just like, Mm. that's, that's a cute way of doing it. Because even she's just like, yeah, I remember him. Here you go. Here's, Mm. here's a little nice design. It reminded me of like bentos in Japan where they like make little designs (laughs) in it. And I'm like, that's what do they call that? Uh, Oh God, I'm disgracing my own people. It's like food art, right? Food on mock. Furoshiki, I'm. I'll look it up. I'm. I'm ashamed. <laughs> I thought, yeah, you know what I'm talking about, though. And then they like tie it up in like a little baggy thing with like a a cloth around it. See, she's not as vindictive as I thought she could be. Yeah, she's very much like a McGonagall. If we're going again, mm. this Harry Potter stuff happening. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a failure. Yeah, I got it. Furoshiki. Furoshiki, Furoshiki you is the art of yeah. I'm not a failure. <laughs> Using <laughs> so so. It's not the art of, but uh, Furoshiki is the uh, cloth itself. Presentation? Oh, yeah. oh okay. They, that is the cloth that is traditionally used to wrap uh, food Memento. or clothing or yeah. transport goods. Yeah. Because like I thought she was gonna make like the little ball from the from the ship that he was messing about with all the oh. time, and we're like, yeah, here you go. He's not a foundling. You can give him a yeah. toy, a Beskar or whatever. I thought it was just gonna be a lot of like small parts for potentially like a lightsaber or something. For him to like add oh, okay. to a lightsaber. That's interesting. We all thought different things. I yeah. thought it was going to be like a really small shoulder pad or something. So and, it, like, initially, that's what I thought too. But the way she wrapped it up was just like because yeah. he wanted armor, right? He yeah, was like, yeah. I want to yeah. make give something for armor for him. So I was like, there's no way he's going to be able to fit into a whole thing. Right. So it's just like you know, give him a little pauldron or a wrist guard or something. I mean, he's small enough mm-hmm. that it could be like small tiny pauldrons or like a tiny because, chest pieces like put together. It yeah. could definitely. Because be. I can't. Something I want with the dark saber is like, okay, the crystal, the crystal is just like, all right, what is the crystal? Because it's not just, it's not a Beskar thing. So unless we find out when Din eventually gets to these caves, mm. if there's actually like special Kyber oh, in there, I guess that would go. be like, yeah, a, yeah. that's why his saber is like that because these are, he won't be able to hear it. Mm. But like you know, like these are interesting. Then he whips it out, and they maybe start resonating with each other. Can you imagine he just Rogu drops becoming it like, the new Mandalorian. I'm gonna, it's like I'm gonna leave. 
but it's we'll gonna be dark saber right no yeah. it's gonna be a whole king arthur thing right oh my god where, like, yeah it gets too heavy and it yeah, drops yeah. into the ground it's just like i can't <laughs> lift it so funny. no <laughs> only the prophesized one yeah yeah the armor talks about yeah. will lift the sword from the cave only pure of heart and lead mandalore you, to victory you said king arthur and now i'm imagining when when din gets to the rejuvenating cave waters there's just a hand coming out of the, the yeah. water holding Here's the kyber her, crystal right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> The Lady of the Lake, clad yeah. in shimmering silk. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I didn't bequeathed unto me. Oh my God! Can't, please, Dave Filoni. Please, if you do anything, John Favreau, <laughs> if you do anything, please do this. Uh, All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the violence inherent in the system. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God! Yeah, Monty Python, all those. Oh, it's so good. Oh. Uh, the night of a thousand tears we have too like that was mm -hmm. an intense scene and they took about two minutes of solid like straight through time mm. of just showing like what it was and what the empire did and i feel like yeah that would have been useful to have when they first brought it up yeah. in like mandalorian but like i'm really mm. happy we finally got some footage of it because we and we understand the detriment mm. it had yeah how, how everything it yeah. yeah now i don't know about you guys but like I guess they they took this long so it could really resonate with us because that hurt when I was watching. Mm -hmm. I was just like, oh my god! And you were seeing like people all laying all over it, the armor still on, and he, yeah, as the yeah. as the viper droid was shining lights on them, and you really got yeah, the K two of everything. Yeah. yeah, I was like, yo, just stop, stop! You don't need to do yeah. any more. It's, it's oh, the carbon bombing it, was a perfect. very intense scene. Yeah, it's like the perfect visual to just show how brutal it was. Yeah. The the one thing I thought but, of afterwards. Oh, sorry. No, I think you might be on the same page here. Cause I'm just like that mm. was the only way they would have ever won. Because if they yeah, dropped yeah. down onto the onto the ground to go toe to toe, the empire would have lost. Oh yeah, stormtroopers oh, yeah. versus well, Mandalorians. No, no contest. We saw that in Rebels. It didn't yeah. end well. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like you know that was the only way they could have mm. done it, and it's just like and just overwhelming air force. And, yeah. I and wish they still had their um. Oh, the basilisks! Yes, yes, yeah. they did. That did the that basilisk happen. war droids. Oh, they, oh. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> if it hurts, if you don't know what we're talking about, go look up old legends. The Mandalorians war mounts. That I could, remember you guys talking about this before. Yeah, that, that could. I don't think they could travel in space, but they would literally mount these like gigantic. It literally That's looks like thing. someone. Yeah, it looks like someone. Yeah, I guess dinosaur. Yeah, like a Triceratops body or something like that. But then the head is just a dozen guns. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I remember you showing yeah, me this. And it's got little little wings that have repulsor systems. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's literally just it's a Titan. Kind of, well, oh. not a forty k Titan. No, no, but, yeah. but like it's a Titan uh, <laughs> of just like metal and yeah, yeah. guns. Because yeah. the Mandalorian is like is he he's like an eighth the size of the Basilisk War yeah. yeah. was. I forgot about um, that. Yeah, and they would. This is when the Mandalorians were terrifying when they'd rain down from the skies on these basilisk war droids and just level continents or not continents, but like because they sections. could fly in Atmo as well. So it was mm. like ODSD troopers coming down, but these were the yeah. elite guys who were only allowed to actually ride the, the mm. war basilisk, and it would just be like rain of them come through, and then all the troopers coming down with their jetpacks. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, Jesus, just. Oh, just just How the glory days of Mandalore. We'll see, we'll see what happens. All right, because I'm sure we're gonna get Fuck more, Revan. like even more. Stuff <laughs> no, I don't mean that. I don't mean that. I don't mean that. I like Revan too. But my God, that's fair. That's fair. I'm sure we're no, gonna I mean, get a lot of stuff. He, he did kind of cripple them. 
Yeah, we'll see, right? I mean, one one thing that I thought was an interesting parallel, and I'd be curious to know if I'm sure they have because they seem to like sci-fi. Filoni mm-hmm. or, or Favreau had played these games, but yeah. a couple of days after I watched that episode, I was like, man, the Mandalorians are just, you know, we've been saying references all all podcast. The Mandalorians are just the Krogans of the Star Wars universe. Honestly, it's like look how amazing these guys were. We pounded them into the dirt. Yeah, <laughs> there is nothing. If anybody doesn't, so Krogans and Mass Effect. I'll give like a super short synopsis. As bloodthirsty as the Mandalorians, they were uplifted way too early to help deal with an extra, uh, kind of extra, not really extra dimensional threat, but like an almost galaxy-ending threat. They wiped it out, then proceeded to become way too powerful and were just. A, just almost obliterated as as brutally as the Mandalorians were. It's just theirs was much more cl- cold and clinical. Oh boy! Uh, because they were made, they were infected they were with the disease yeah. that made it. Yeah, that made it so that one in every ten children would sur- actually survive childbirth. Wow! Yeah, and that effectively destroyed them. the The irony here, because what it reminded me of was Tachanka, the Krogan homeworld. Mm. But the irony there is that Tachanka bombed itself into oblivion as yeah. opposed to mandalore which has just been glass this is what the third or fourth time it's been orbital bombarded now yeah <laughs> like <laughs> mandalore's been through hell and back yeah because yeah. raven uh, sorry raven revan did it um and now we've seen uh gideon do it with the night of a thousand tears and i think it was done another time but i can't i can't remember that time i th- i think it was three but i might be wrong was it in Swindler? it might just be two no no Okay. We haven't been to Mandalore there yet. Yeah, just True. that weird Darvanish, but not. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. All right. Um, moving on to the hangar. Yeah, the hangar. Uh, with with that. So much. So the BD one fake out. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. God, yo, I'm glad it's I in was, there. I was pissed when I saw her and not Cal. Just to be. <laughs> That'd be funny. Exactly. Yo, right. it was like you guys had it, and he's he's still around. He yeah. still looks like he him. must be. Come on, man. <laughs> So I'm waiting right. for him to show up in one of these. In one I, I would movies. love to see I'm that. I'm sure he will show up. I, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to happen later in the season, like in later seasons, because we're getting Jedi Fallen Order 2 yeah. coming soon. Mm. Uh, they're working on production of that, apparently, at EA, or Respawn, mm. is it? Interactive? Mm, Something like that. Whatever it was. Um, but yeah, yeah no, I saw the BD droid. I'm like, hey, it's BD. And then she also yeah. calls it like BD, right? And she's yeah, like, yeah, BD, go get it. And then the fucking Womp Rat takes it away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so that's why I thought she was talking about dating Jawas because nobody mentioned it, but she, while she was getting her, chew, her foot chewed up, I was just like, so she's got Womp Rat fever, right? Yeah. She's got to. <laughs> she's got to. So it's like, oh, yeah, I did it. That once. This is your delusions happening. Oh, my and God. And you need to get to a med bay and take care of yourself. <laughs> and then all that's going to go, which is why she could speak Jawese or whatever hmm. it was. I was just like, yeah, you're really tripping out right now, aren't you? Yo, I, I love that she brought it up because it's just so here. out of right, like left field. You're like, what? Yeah, that's why I was just like, she's 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 out of it right now. Yeah. Like, I don't know how she's working on this ship. She's fucked that, up. That didn't it. even occur to me because I thought it was just like the worst type of flirting she could have tried to do. But if it <laughs> pet fever, it would make so much more sense. It's just pretty why. funny. There was actually a scene later on <laughs> where where she's talking with one of the Jawas, and mm. she's like, oh no no no. No, I'm I'm like I'm single right now. Like I'm oh, good. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. I'm working on myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm working on myself. That's what it was. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, really and he like walks away. Yeah. yeah. They're probably just like, what the fuck is she saying? Yeah. <laughs> I wish that oh. was them to be like, yeah, she's she's tripping. She, balls, she thinks she knows what they're saying, and she thinks that she and knows she that she has no to deal idea. with them, but it's completely like opposite. I, I know Dan. Ha- I know Dan hasn't seen it, but Ed, have you ever watched American Dad? Yeah. 
if it was a Toshi situation, yeah, like that's immediately. Oh yeah, I thought yeah, of. yeah. You told it me about be, this. Yeah, well, I showed you one of the clips. Yeah. I think if it was a to- <laughs> one of the jokes in American Dad. Again, very quick, just in case people don't watch it. I don't want to uh, leave them out. Uh, one one of the friend characters that the son has is Japanese, and he only speaks Japanese. And so everybody else, because nobody else speaks Japanese, they just pretend they know what he's saying. And you'll see what he's saying in the subtitles, and then they'll just say something that's not even close to it. Yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, Toshi, that's, that's great. That's great. Yeah, 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 I think we should actually do it. And uh, there, there's so many great scenes. My favorite scene, okay, last thing, because I want to get uh, trying to keep on track. My favorite, one of my favorite lines is Toshi's talking with his mom, and he says something in Japanese, and his mom goes, why do you only speak Japanese? I don't even speak Japanese. <laughs> yeah. I just fucking lost it. <laughs> like a solid two minutes. Yeah. So, uh, Amer- so Amer- if you ever want to see what Family Guy would be like if the writing never went downhill, American Dad. <laughs> that's the that's the plug I'll give you. But what are the, uh, yeah, what are, so what are the next points? Or nobody mm-hmm. give another point. Well, I, I was gonna go into that next point. Sure, go uh, for it. Yeah. yeah, you know the the only other thing I I. I would say is that, yeah, I think we were all expecting Cal to show up because if people didn't know, BD is Cal's kind of like R2-D2. Companion. I wasn't expecting yeah. it because I saw BD. I'm like, oh, it's a BD droid. Like, I wasn't like, that's BD1. Yeah. That's not, oh, that's I mean, not Cal's droid. Yeah, but I was like, yeah. oh, that's a BD. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. I'm glad you know they brought why that I in. I only had that thought as well. It's because, like, mm. it's not the paint job I had for him in my Yeah, because you can do so, so many different like, paint well, jobs. That's not Cal's BD. Yeah. Nah, what colors did you guys choose? I chose the black and red one. I think I did like i did the, the r2 colors oh okay, uh, okay. I, th- I think i did the one where it was like dark blue like white and dark blue mm. I, that's the r2 colors isn't it yeah, yeah it is <laughs> it was because yeah i had the green poncho on from because i wanted to match the lightsaber i was like man mm. it'd be tacky to match everything yeah and i already had the boba uh, fett for like the, the slave one color on the ship yeah so yeah. i was just like all right fine see like, I, just... I went oh sorry <laughs> i cut you no, off no go ahead go ahead but I, I want poncho listen and uh, yellow lightsaber because that's nice. always that's always my go-to which nice. so we a joke i could like... make there about it but i'm not gonna make it <laughs> that's that's a poor taste bro. Don't even yeah. go oh, i won't make exactly it i just thought of this um <laughs> next point i'll have like different yeah. lightsaber colors then in that game i had uh, i had red as soon as i could grab it right okay. yeah i used red for a bit not gonna lie but okay. I, I i went back that's to green. i love fun. green so i have to go back to it. i i think i went white oh okay I, I technically color. cheated because uh, I pre-ordered it because I learned that you get a yellow lightsaber crystal. Oh, or okay. was it orange? It was it orange have... with the pre-order yeah. and yellow oh, was okay. in it afterwards. Yeah. yeah. I think so, yellow was so, deluxe, yeah, I started, wasn't it? I started with orange. Well, no, you can get yellow. Because oh, uh, okay. I started with orange because it was the closest. And I also do like the orange color. Mm. Orange and yellow are my two favorite lightsaber yeah, colors. Yeah, you like Plo Koon okay. stuff, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, mm. Plo Koon's original lightsaber color, which is also his skin tone, which is interesting. It's kind yeah. of weird now that I think about it. And then, you know, blue and new canon. But uh, yeah, just talking about times. the yeah Jedi power battles. I don't know if that was a good game. Yo, I love that game. I love the shit out of that PlayStation 1 game. <laughs> man, you couldn't stop me from playing that. And then I died. And that's like, Navigator it. to Jedi power battles. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, so just about the N1, the one thing that I was really surprised about. The N1 fighter really, for everybody listening. Yeah, the N1 Naboo Starfighter. Because, yeah. Uh, the one thing that I was really surprised about was when he's talking about that combustion manifold. I've already forgotten the name of it. Yeah, yeah. But the the piece that he he wanted, the and then when Joe was bringing right? it, it kept bugging me because I was like, I've I've seen this yeah. somewhere before, and I don't know if it's outside of Star Wars or if it was something within it. And then as I was racking my brain trying to figure this out, I saw a post on Reddit. So shout out to uh, you, Cinemanja. Yeah, Cinemanja. 
because they pointed out that it's the same pole that Han uses in the trash compactor yep. to try and stop the doors from closing on them. Yep. Or the, I guess the walls. From That's the piece he shoves in like the back end to the, towards the front. And it's like, it's mm. got like these little bumps and stuff on it. Oh, okay. I don't remember that much, yeah. but like I watched episode four so many times going, because I just love the death oh, star. Man, I've so. Seen, yeah, so many times. Man, and, I must be the only one. I, I didn't like grow, uh, episode four growing up at all. Right. I didn't get appreciation of it till like a couple of years ago. And I was like, man, I really like episode four. Fuck. It took me like 17 years <laughs> to actually realize I, I like it. Quick, quick, quick little backstory. I think I've said this before mm. on the podcast when we did like the about us kind of stuff. But mm. episode four, five, and six have a special place in my heart because when I was a child and I was shown Star Wars, I mm. grabbed onto it so hard and mm. I loved the I loved the shit out of it. Oh yeah. And I had a TV in my room. It was like a little 13 inch like like CRT TV with a VHS yeah. player. Mm. And I had the VHS special editions of those. So every oh, night I would just watch like one then the next then the next because there was nothing else we didn't have episode one two or three or anything like that or any clone wars or anything so i was watching through them and uh every time i would wake up in the morning you'd just be like the vhs blue screen and then you'd like rewind it to the beginning and yeah no i just i've seen those movies back to front too legit and like i've seen those movies like so many times i can't even count how many times i've seen them so you had the advanced version of what i had where you did you immediately recognize what it was yeah i did yeah oh wow i was like that's amazing to be fair i did rewatch episode four like last week so oh yeah that too you better fucking remember it yeah yeah but i thought that was a really cool really cool shout out Oh yeah, I was blown away when I saw that. I was like, no, there's because I saw that. I was like, no, there's no way. Oh my god, it is the same. <laughs> just can we? Damn, can we just appreciate too, like the ingenuity that both of these characters had in customizing a handcrafted vehicle? It's like taking mm-hmm. an old Rolls Royce car and like modding the shit out of it with custom parts and like Turning making those a parts, car, creating yeah. a better one. Yeah, yeah. and like and like making it like the the n one starfighter they have they really take the bare bones on the back tail piece as well like not mm. all of it's there but they also put like they retrofit guns uh with um like longer barrels into yeah, the much front, longer cannons right yeah. and then they have uh the two side engines but they also put an engine on, on the back underside i don't know mm-hmm. i can't remember if it has that in n1 normally no but, it doesn't no but they really the like upgrade this thing mm. and it was really fun to see them working together and like bd1 coming underneath and like mm. being really shitty at holding the light uh, oh, where he did it. He's like, there. no, like over I here, I can't, I can't see anything. See anything. I can't. I'm, I'm wearing Stop a helmet. At me. Look at yeah. Me. yeah. See, yeah. for me, that was the whole like, no, not the, put the blue one in the red. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 So it's not very good with small that. creatures. Oh. Yeah. Except that one of them's a droid. It should know. Yeah. It should know. I also, I think the bottom booster is like the space NOS. Yeah. I think so. I think it looked like a, it looked like a pod racer engine almost. Um, mm. But so did the side engines because they're mm. a little bit more um, uh, not skeletal, but like they have that like frame oh, look on it. Yeah. Uh, but I uh, mean, I don't know looks... about you guys, but like love this design. Like ten out of ten, they have mm. nailed this N one. Like holy crap! But see, because it also looked like a pottery, so they have to take it to the Boon to Eve track, right? <laughs> Yo, <laughs> yeah, dude, right? <laughs> did you see? Okay, so I watched. Uh, I was on, I think Reddit or YouTube or something, and they had like shot for shot like parallel shots for like when it was going through certain areas like oh. anakin's pod was going through on the same angle and i'm like yeah. that's why well, it looks so familiar because i'm like yo i know what this I is but i was just like oh this one. is going through the pod racing mm-hmm. track and it's like shot for shot there's like five or six shots that are like oh, yeah. exact I, I could that is the one part of episode one that stuck with me from because i, I had shit. the game 
I yeah, rented I, the I game. Did too. Back, yeah, back yeah. when you could rent them every weekend for the three days, I take it back on Monday. Yo, Blockbuster, <laughs> my friend. And yes, and it was it was Star Wars Pod Racer, and I remember mm. especially going through that track and then seeing it in the movie when it's like he's gonna do the turn now. Yeah. And it was like, mm. and I was like, yep, yeah, I knew it, I knew, it. and yeah. then you're gonna go through here, and then because well, especially you know who cares about Aqua? I don't even remember the names. I, I think Aquamarine is a Star Fox sixty four level, but who cared about the other tracks? It was all about yeah, yeah it was, it was Tatooine because it's the only one we recognized. Right Yo, now. man, I've been playing uh, Pod Racer Racer Revenge. The second, oh, the, the one on the PS4. Mm. Man, there's they have some like cool like little things in there where like this is this is why I love old games because you have everything when you buy it, and like yeah. you can get things, mm -hmm. unlock special things if you play it enough and master it. Mm. If you get all, I think it's, uh, if you get all the best or most kills on every track, you unlock Darth <laughs> Maul and his pod racer. If what you, is it? The little, the little speedy it, thing? That, no, yeah, no, no, no. Like it's it's like literally like his starfighter, but like molded into like a oh like i was his, joking his <laughs> engines are like that yeah so and it then, is the infiltrate oh, okay. yeah and then they also have uh darth vader as a pod racer well, like i've never i've <laughs> never played them and i never unlocked them because i haven't been able to do it because it's really well, fucking the special hard edition eta2 but it's like dude i love that stuff and yeah see, sorry we're going down memory see, lane that, right that's, now no but that's oh, i'm gonna drag us even further down that's what you get from star wars pod racer on the flip side, you have me playing Rogue Squadron. All you had to do was put in some cheat codes. You got yeah, a Model T, or not a Model T. You got a, a flying Ford car. Yeah. And you get Slave One, Millennium Falcon. But you get the Tie Interceptor the if you hate wing. yourself. Yeah. I remember. I remember playing missions of the Tie Interceptor. I was like, I don't understand who enjoys this. Yeah. Can you just <laughs> immediately <laughs> explode? Yeah. You take two and a half hits and you detonate. No shields, man. <laughs> No shields or yeah. nothing. Else. The worst. No yeah, the V-wing, no the V-wing for every mission that wasn't the world There's engine, the worst world vehicle. eater mission. I didn't mind the V-wing. The worst. The, I, I hated flying the slave one as much as I loved it because it, it was just so clunky. The Millennium Falcon was a lot of fun. It was clunky it's, it's, too. Yeah, the Millennium, but it's because slave one's profile is so huge. You can only yeah. play as that one in Rogue Leader, which yeah. is the GameCube one. But slave one, I mean, it had the seismic charges, which I liked, but God, it was just like you. you be trying to trundle over to the objective and like oh, a dozen tie fighters just rip you to shreds just yeah one of these days we gotta play like a classic thing on our, on, a, on a twitch or something like that like i'd love to oh, do man. that yeah That'd be so I, much I fun will, i will play through every rogue squad i put, put too much time into those games that'd be good <laughs> all right uh last point that we yeah. uh, that i had written down was the new republic mm -hmm. police uh like pulling din over right yeah. after the joyride and i'm like oh i'm glad they brought him back because they they canned the uh, Rangers of the New Republic yeah, series, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm assuming he was supposed to be a decent like character, like a decently big role in that. Remember, um, he he had actually he was the one to give the the coin or whatever. Yeah, that's right. The, the Marshall badge. Yeah. yeah. So there there was that, um, which was nice that he's coming back in the show in a different way, mm. and I'm glad that he's there. It's interesting to see the New Republic out in Tatooine, but like their role right now is to try and bring the galaxy to. Yeah, uh, right. together right and to make sure yeah, that yeah. everywhere is policed at least a little bit or at least yeah. the patrol is around and so. and like ed said right like we kind of saw from mandalorian season two that they're really trying to just clamp down on on the imperial remnants that right. are still operating out there and it makes sense that they would be like kind of escorting the passenger ship out of tatooine's yeah, like yeah. space and then they yeah. can kind of come back down to the planet and do some like rounds around it i guess 
Yeah, well, I, I mean, you know, that's something that fits perfectly in with the lore, right? Because yeah. we've seen at this point, it's like, okay, Imperial Remnant, what are they doing? Operation Cinder, Night of a Thousand Tears, right? All these horrific projects. So it's like, yes, protect the passenger liner. This is very much something they would stoop to. Protect the Rodian, point. yeah. Yeah. Protect the, <laughs> right. protect the boy. <laughs> protect He's the pikes. The <laughs> um, protect other... the <laughs> Well, I mean, they were on that ship too. They were, yeah. Anything else that you guys want to talk <laughs> about ship, for yeah. this episode? Um... Just final thoughts, honestly. I thought it was a great episode. I, it was a good yeah, episode. Happy... Not for Book of Boba Fett. That's my exactly. main thing. Great episode, like, not for yeah. Boba Fett. I want Boba to get to this point where we're just mm-hmm. like, that's a we brilliant episode. Immediately. We haven't been able to say that's a brilliant episode just that Either something's been like, you know, it's decent, good, whatever, but we need more. We're always expecting more from what we see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only things I liked so far were the flashbacks, and those are done. So it's just like, okay, what are you going to give me next mm-hmm. on that level where I can be like, dude, badass. I'm hoping something. We'll yeah. see. Um, but I, again, there's two episodes left. We'll see what Please. happens. Please. We right. need something. So Anything. No that's much. it. Final thoughts. I mean, yeah, basically the same thing. We got two episodes left. I, I just need, I need that same spark that I had with Mandalorian. Yeah. Where I just, I, I, understand everything and i want to see it through and i just i mean even the same spark i had with like rebels and clone wars right because i understood everything and i knew everybody and that there were so many characters that they named that they never never needed to name yeah, but they did yeah so just same kind of thing they named that uh assassin droid that was pretending to be a protocol droid oh yeah in that one episode of rebels that like chopper kind of finds out about i forgot i don't remember his name because it was a single episode but they even named him yeah i still don't know any of the mods so it's just those little things i mean there's so much great stuff that's happening and i love that it's happening but my main thing that is just bugging me is that i don't want to be watching an episode of book of boba fett and glance at how much time is left because i'm wondering when we're gonna get to boba yeah it's gonna be interesting to see season three of the mandalorian and being Mm -hmm. like are we going to get a Boba Fett episode? Like, you know what I mean? Like they're at this point, right? That would be but interesting. That's it. But at this point, it's just like, I don't want it to be, if it's going to be more of this, because it's going to be wasting our time. Well, I mm, think, I no. think now that the paths of Boba Fett and Din are going to be crossing, it would make more sense. Cause this was the introduction of like him coming in to meet Boba Fett. That was like the end of the episode, right? Everything before that is just fluff, like stuff. That's great. We love it. It's man. It's fantastic. That should have been the start of the episode. Then go right to Boba though. Right. So like yeah. I feel like the the scene with the 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 convert covert had to happen mm. because he had to have nowhere to go and need to like work on something for himself. He doesn't have a ship mm. right now. He needed to find one. He finally found one, and now he has to work on it. And then by the time he's back, he's got a job now, right? And he has a, he has a purpose to, to yeah. move forward his his story a little bit, right? Like the only, without the Mandalorian yeah. convert or covert, he has no center base and the one thing i'm scared of though i uh, i'm gonna say up front i don't think this is gonna happen yeah but with how they've set it up the one thing i'm scared of is him at the end of the episode saying i've got to go visit my little friend for or you know i've got to go visit a friend first obviously he's going to see grogu how long does that take though does he come yeah. back next episode? Is he gone for the rest of the season? Because yeah. if he's gone for the rest of the season, why did we have this episode? It's, so, it's a waste of an episode, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why I don't think it's happening. We'll see. But yeah, it was just... It's nice to get an entire Mandalorian episode. I would have preferred it in a Mandalorian series. Yeah, yeah. for sure. No, I agree. Probably. I think a lot of people felt that way, but... 
because yeah. everyone's just like, yo, season three, episode one of The Mandalorian, so good right now. <laughs> yeah, basically, right? Yeah. And it's just, it's telling, because no one was saying in, you know, Mandalorian season two, oh my god, Boba Fett's episode was so cool. Yeah. It was, Boba Fett's this scenes are so cool. Yeah. yeah, in The Mandalorian, he was great. Oh my god. Yeah. It was but it's because the, it yeah. was swapping back and forth, right? Didn't end uh, Boba. Yeah. yeah. And only spent a little bit of time on Boba, not a lot. Yeah. yeah. Like we didn't even, we didn't even get to see Boba like, paint his armor again. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it was already painted. Right? Like, that would be something... If if the way that they're doing this is the way they would have done those episodes, they would have showed that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, anyway. So, I think that does it yeah, for I mean, this episode? Yeah, I think so. Still going good. I'm just a little bit scared. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to the outro. All right. Welcome to the outro. Ed, would you like to let the listeners know how they can acquire a used N1 Nabu Starfighter and pimp it out on Pimp My Ride with Exhibit? Absolutely. Yeah, just, All you need is just really with these ancient, ancient <laughs> references. Pimp My Ride with Exhibit. They were putting PS2s in those cars. Yes, they were. And they were <laughs> also putting fish. bubbles on the exhaust. Yeah. Remember that? Ugh. It like a little thing that would come down and like it would go in front of it and then it would blow yeah. bubbles and they would go around and like fill it up again with the bubbles and come so... back around. So anybody watch the Boondocks granddad, he got his <laughs> oh, That's right. Jeez. Oh my god. I thought you were blind. <laughs> oh what god. was that eczema? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, oh, you can find us over at voiceoftheforce.com. Uh you can also email us. We are voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. On social media, we are on Twitter, we're on Instagram. You can find us with the Tag at Voice Force Pod. Uh, any retweets or reposts of our new episode tweets does help with growing our listener base, and it is very much appreciated. Finally, listen, rate, review, follow, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all major podcast platforms. Uh, reviewing us five stars on a comment helps with visibility. And finally, follow or subscribe for free for the latest episode as soon as it releases. Thank you, Ed. And as always, remember. Don't do joy rides without your transponder. Otherwise, whoop whoop. It's the son of the police. I had to do it. That was pretty good, actually. <laughs>